I've got some bad news, folks. Christmas is going to be cancelled. Where's Christmas? Lisa! Where's Christmas? Ken will never find us now. This just in from the Weather Bureau. A severe storm warning is now in effect for the entire mountain region. All roads have been closed until further notice. Oh, no. What about Grandma's? What about Christmas? Welcome back to Princess Jafar's Christmas is Cancelled. I'm Princess Jafar and Christmas is Cancelled. Today on an extra special episode of the podcast, we have an extra special guest here to talk to us all about an extra special episode of an extra special show. Yeah, that's right. We have Julie Malice, actual artist, DJ, musician on all the things. I don't know. Maybe not musician, but maybe DJ and a lot of things. But we'll talk to, to Julie you all know from listening to me over these many episodes that I often get the guests visual, I mean, artistic platform incorrect. So we'll find out what Julie actually describes themselves as in a minute. Um, and the extra special episode of an extra special show. Well, of course, it's the uh, happy Hanukkah episode of the nanny. Um, and that is coming all the way from 1998. So We'll talk about all that and more after this quick word from our sponsor. <laughs> all right. And then that's the word from our sponsor. Um, yeah. And then, okay. Welcome back. It's Princess Jafar's Christmas is Canceled. I'm Princess Jafar and Christmas is Canceled. Hello, Julie. Hi, Princess. Thank you for making me feel so extra special to be here today. Oh, of course. You are extra special, whether or not you're on this extra special podcast. Um, and your shirt is so cool. It is yeah. it is one of your um, visual pieces. Yes. A lot of people don't know this, but when you go on Zoom, you, can, um, you basically have to select, I do have a green screen. It doesn't matter if you don't have one. And then you select the color of your top as the um, green screen color and then you get to wear different art every day that so is cool. so important yeah it's actually extremely simple i encourage people to try this out it's worthwhile i'll try it yeah all right let's see um do you know what i have to do yeah so if you go into your preferences yeah go, click zoom.us preferences yeah um select virtual background and okay. you'll see two options at the bottom. One is I have a green screen. You need to click that. Um, I also like to mirror my video, but that's a personal preference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, wait, I don't, I don't see before. the green screen part though. And I've definitely seen it before, but I don't, see, oh, background and filters. Okay, I have a green screen. I'm wearing like some kind of, leopard print though so we'll see you can do the you could actually do the whole wall though you can do the wall oh okay nice yeah your headphones and yes oh that's so, really good princess in space princess <laughs> in the <laughs> in the valley i don't know in i don't know yeah uh-huh in and the do I had a different artworks of mine. So if I want to switch it up, like. Yeah, I should. Oh my God. That looks so good. I'm in this one. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of this too. Okay, tight. I love it. Um, 
Okay. Well, yes. Um, for those of you who don't know Julie Mellis uh, at home and you're unfamiliar, this is exactly what I imagine when I think of Julie Mellis is like virtual worlds and spaces and playing with colors and effects. Um, so that was that was great. Sorry you can't see it at home, but we will be sharing a little bit on the Instagram uh, page. Yeah, I'm going to also take a screenshot to share. Yep. Cute. Well, um, I'm so glad that you could join me today. Yeah, thank you for inviting me to. It, it was really exciting to think like, okay, we get to watch an episode, uh, a special, a holiday special episode together and then talk about it and like catch up and hang out. So, yes. Yeah, I'm like, I'm really happy to. Uh, honestly, this whole podcast experience has been really cool because I've just been asking people that I like and know. And um I it's nice it's a nice little reason to to catch up yeah so yeah. um so what have you been up to recently okay I thought you would be asking me this question and at first yeah. I was nervous like wow what am I doing but actually I, I use this uh dry erase board to write down my personal projects I have coming up and it yeah. really helps me to sort my priorities and amazing time. so I am looking at it so that I can actually reference it right now okay, cool um so Oh, okay. Basically, I have a lot of visual projects coming up, and I also have a break from work coming up as oh, well. So nice. I'm really excited yeah. to just spend um, focused time working on my creative practice. Yes. And I will be doing live visuals um, for a mix by High Viz. Okay. And that's going to be uh, through Cosmetic. It's an online, they are doing an online platform right now on Twitch. So I'll be, you know, January 13th. Oh, okay. Awesome. It's Fault Radio. Um, and then what I'll- What was it? What's... Uh, yeah, thank you for asking. At It's Fault Radio. Oh, okay. Uh, that's, that's the 13th. So cosmetic. I'm yeah. going to put it in my 2021 calendar cool. planner. Nice. That's cool. I should do the same. Yeah, I like decided to just get a tiny calendar from Target um it's it's for those of you who can't see at home it's like two by three by five or something really small okay. and two by four i love and, planners yeah okay so it's at its fault and that's on twitch uh at its fault radio oh okay yeah i hope i'm saying the correct one but i believe so i'll update you if i'm incorrect okay and we'll try to get this out before january 13th cool um, um yeah. and i will be Additionally, I'll be creating a live visual set to go with a mix by Adobe, also through Cosmetic oh. on January 27th. Okay. And that will be, um, yeah, so also at its fault radio. So I have those two uh, visual projects coming up, creating live visuals for mixes. And That's really I cool. love both Hivez and Adobe as humans and also as DJs. So really, yes. Yeah, happy to do some cool visual stuff with slash for their um, sound. Um, and I actually have like quite a few additional projects coming up that I'm working on a lot of visuals based stuff. Okay. And princess, I was thinking about how one of the ways we got to know each other was you, you had asked me about filming or editing a video. And I was like, well, you could just do it. 
Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, we got to talk shop, I guess, about video editing. And, like, meanwhile, you're an amazing filmmaker. So, yeah, you you have your chops down, as they say. I literally just (laughs) finished – I just – edited a video for the children's museum yesterday i mean not yesterday it's like a two-week process but um it just finished yesterday and yeah so i took your advice of edit yourself and now i'm an editor so yeah Yeah. i really didn't think i could do it for some reason i mean we all have limitations in our heads a lot of people think that they can't edit things and like it's feels so daunting and like Uh uh-huh like but then it's like very straightforward Mm -hmm. um so but I was thinking, reflecting on that and thinking that after January, once I complete these next series of visuals and videos and different projects I'm working on, that I'm going to take a short or long pause from doing visuals. Yeah. And I really like to show more people how to do it. I have led workshops oh. um, on how to do your own visuals, but really not that many people do it. And yeah. I mean, we have like a million DJs, which is great. Right. I support people expressing yeah. themselves however they feel compelled to. And more people could also VJ um, or they could VJ their own music and stuff. So True. Their own way. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I'm going to pivot to taking a break from creating visuals for mm-hmm. folks and encouraging people to use their own. Um and I will be happy to share with people how to do it because, you know, everyone should know if they want to. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. And um, otherwise, I really hope to reorganize the inventory of my artwork and make it easy to scan on my website and purchase so that people can oh. collect the digital work and, and print it out, you know. Mm-hmm. So big goals upcoming. <clears throat> no, that's great goals. I, I love that. Um... I would love to um, see this VJ series personally. I know a couple other people that would would love to be there. Um, So let me know when you finalize it. And if you ever want a guest lecturer one night, I would love to talk visuals in this theoretical class one day. Yeah, sounds great. So yeah, we should follow up and set set something up. I think we could do literally like a two-part or like live workshop for people anyone to join and we both could share some tips yeah um and yeah i i the last i guess the last time i did visuals for something was um like last new year's for something at ace hotel i can't remember what it was exactly it wasn't like a new year's party but it was something else and i did it with gia fagnelli we, we did we did side by side vjing and it was so much fun and it was so much um easier i wish i had been doing side by side vj work like the whole time it just like takes away all of the stress when yeah. you have someone else there yeah yeah he's a really great vj too i i agree with you the few times i've gotten to vj with other people has been extremely fun you can take bathroom breaks yeah. <laughs> and yeah so oh God. and it, i love it when you have two different types of equipment and you feed your equipment into each other's stuff like that is when it gets so sick um like if i'm doing something digital and working with an analog artist yeah and feeding the signal into their uh visuals so, so fun it's it's really fun 
and it's kind of never ending what you can do with with things. Now, yeah. I have you seen your visual style be sniped by other VJs? This is just me being shady. That's interesting. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've I definitely don't seen it for my stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm <yeah>. bitter. <laughs> like, can you um, share? Well, I don't know if you want, like, if you feel comfortable sharing a, um, like, a technique or, like, something that you've seen rep- repeated. I've seen, like, um, the, the, like, the art timepieces periods that i was pulling from uh, completely like okay so mimicked in ways where i'm like i was going there mm. and we're play- and, and seeing the three things connect i'm like okay i know those are my points uh, of reference like where did you get to this from how did you find this i that's interesting that is very specific yeah like i think for my style i usually am pulling from my own original artwork so i think if other artists create super saturated colorful yeah um surreal dreamscapes and then using the vj then yeah theirs is gonna look similar but like most people are i there are a few times i've seen visuals and i'm like wow it looks like i could have made that but Mm -hmm. Um, I guess since I usually use my own artwork, yeah, people, people aren't t- stealing my artwork to VJ with. That's right, right. So I haven't yet, you know. Basically, I have I have like a block on that in a way. That's that's great. Um, because yeah, that does like secure you. And if someone were to imitate your style, yeah, it would just be a new thing. Yeah, like, it, 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 it would just be different. Um, it would be, be hard to pinpoint it. Yeah. Like, like probably. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It like it depends. I I yeah. would like to say I would be, but I don't think I would be. Um, there was like a rude person <laughs> who, you know, was trying to be, like, what's the word? Kind of like trying to beat you versus just trying to, yeah. like, you know. Now I do have one other shady DJ story. <laughs> yeah. Bring it. Um, This, this, uh, this guy was at a bar and we were, hang- we were hanging out and everything was cool. And he was like, you know, I, I really didn't like you there for a while and you're really cool now. And I was like, oh, would you please tell me why? Like, please tell me why. I would love to know. And he was like, this one time you were VJing and I asked you what the clip was from and you wouldn't tell me. And I was like, uh-huh. yeah, I didn't tell you. And he was like, but I went home and I looked it up and I found it and it was this. Oh and I was like, don't you see, like, you went home and looked it up. Good for you. You actually remembered it because you had to do some research. Like, if I would have just told you, it would have never entered your brain. And I don't know. I was like, that's so silly. You, what? Um, but people are silly. That's interesting when you think about that in parallel to um, DJs sharing tracks and, like, just like the different culture and how that's changed from a time where people used to literally like scratch out names and cover them up. It's just yeah. so no one would peek over and find out what you have. Um, but obviously like the access to music has changed. And yeah. yeah, I think it's like case by case now with DJs, whether they'll tell you, whether they're excitedly tell you who they're playing or whether they won't. Yeah. Um, Everyone has their own preferences for sure. Yeah. For me, for VJ work stuff though, I don't like to tell what it is because um, it's so hard to find 
like video footage that is nostalgic but also brand new and um if that makes sense like it's like so if everyone remembers men in black then i'll go to other properties that came out in that same time that are like men in black that people don't really remember so then if i just tell you like oh it's this is a made-up movie title but like oh if it's like alien intelligence then then it's it it's over the mystery's done it's like a i I think it's because i really wanted to be a magician as a kid and magicians are, are like basically they're like if you know the trick is not impressive that's it it doesn't matter if if it's impressive it's like yeah i see what you're saying and i and i think of it as like you are there to share an experience you're not there to be an archive like it's not like you want people to go home and put on that same movie it's like you are literally creating an experience for people who are there at that moment and and the means to how you share it isn't really relevant as so much as like what does it look like to to the person thank you julie <laughs> well, i understand <laughs> thank you Whereas, i'm not just bitter <laughs> yeah like in in if someone's djing a lot of times people actually do want to go listen to it later or you know maybe they want to play it themselves or whatever but that's that's sort of you know it's a di- goes gets at something different yeah it does yeah. well we're about to get to something different right after Ooh. a quick word from our sponsor on princess jafar's christmas is canceled <laughs> from half fat productions wishing you happy holidays even though christmas is canceled you can still stuff your stockings with a sack full of singles from linstar quiet cello el bouye and shaki shaki at halffabmusic.co that's dot co while you're there pick up some of our latest merch for yourself or your loved ones we have tees sweatshirts and beanies ready for cold winter nights Baby, pull me close Want nothing in between us Let's join our souls Let's get Okay, how's, how are you feeling so far? Oh, good. Okay, cool. Fine, yeah. Okay. All right, well, um, we'll jump back in and we'll talk about the uh, episode a little bit. Okay. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm joined here today by Julie Malice of Boom. I would say of Boom Concepts, like as a co-founder, are you still a co-director? Um, I am not. And to provide some further clarification, yeah. Thomas Agnew and Diaz Kinsel are the co-founders. Oh, okay. Um, Excuse me. And I served as the creative director from 2014 um, through 2018 through part of 2018 um and yeah i i love boom and i'll always consider it um you know relative to my creative practice um been lucky to create work out of boom concepts for 
the past six years. And um, currently, Daryl and I have a deal going on. It's the Corn Ucopia Club. Oh, nice. Where, um, we are making it easier for people to acquire our work. Um, I think it's very intimidating to purchase artwork. So um, uh, basically, people can subscribe to the Cornucopia Club and go home with two pieces of artwork from me and two from Daryl that are ready to hang. And um, so you can inquire within if you're interested. We have a collector's pack going at $800 for four pieces. Um, a, and it's featuring some really nice um, additions, digital prints, sorry, not digital prints, screen prints from Daryl, original screen prints, uh, large scale, as well as original paintings from me. Um, so, you know, those are all one of a kind. And then we also have the um, traditional art pack as well as the agitational pack. So lots of options um, at different price points. Uh, we find those options? Yes, um, we're doing most of this through Instagram. So okay. at Julie Malice Art, at DS Kinsel. Can you spell and, Malice? Oh yeah, who knows how to spell that? It's <laughs> at J-U-L-I-E-M-A-L-L-I-S-A-R-T. Okay, Julie Malice Art. And yeah, Der uh, DS Kinsel. Um, was a guest on the podcast. I think that the episode will come out before this one. Um, oh, sick. We, yeah, we talked about um, a claymation show from the 90s called The Project or The PJs with Eddie Murphy. And yeah, it was a fun time. Um, when when re are your paintings from? Like the what painting? Yeah. Um, span the last decade. I mean, I have, I have works that I've created over the past decade. So you get to see some really cool sides of my work. And um, I'm definitely proud to look back at the, the work I've created and I wanna share it with more people. And I think people should, you know, invest in their homes and in the spaces they occupy to have nice art because we don't have a lot of nice things right now, but we do have art and artists. So support them, buy our artwork, become a collector, we're making it easy. We will hand deliver it to you uh, contactless. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're making it easy. You're putting the art in people's hands. Yeah, and I feel like your um, art has always um, had an accessibility to it. And that definitely comes with your attitude too. Your personality is is bubbly and fun and, and um, like a teacher vibe you know oh yeah like very like we're all gonna <laughs> do like this to together and have fun yeah, yeah like maybe like a substitute teacher you know like yeah. like i don't care yeah. i'm only here for a day we're just gonna have fun, we're gonna have fun. um but yeah, so your art's always been accessible and like i i see it definitely with boom but i also see it like in my mind at least at like every day is a sunday mm -hmm. uh which is like a uh uh like a family-owned like little restaurant sh shop and you put your art right in there which is cool because people don't usually like pair up fine fine art with like yeah hoagies right honestly my most some of my most successful shows have been at every day's a sunday seriously um i just have sold so much work i think people eat good food and they're happy and then mm. they like they're sitting at looking at the art and they like it and it's affordably priced so so many people just bought art throughout you know this is awesome that's honestly. really exciting yeah um yeah i um so like on the topic of like lucrative 
or like when it sells um have you like i don't know never mind that's tacky let's not talk about it whatever okay, okay. going on to the episode um okay. <laughs> shipping gears into the yeah. into the nanny um did you watch the show Oh, the actual nanny. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure my aunt used to watch it and I would like visit and it would be on TV and it's kind of one of those background shows. It's all the nanny's on again. Um, but I don't think I really like dedicated serious time to watching it. I just grew up knowing about it, you know, and like, okay. watching some episodes here and there. And, um, I mean, I grew up while it was airing. Yeah. But you had other priorities. Yeah, I mean... I, and I like to say, like, I shared, a t- you know, I shared TVs with my family. So it's like, right. I, being the youngest, I rarely have a remote. Oh, interesting. So often I'm the one just watching whatever's already on, what other people are watching. Yeah. And so that, that dictates a lot of what I was consuming. Yeah. Um, no, totally. Um, I loved the show as a kid. I was yeah. obsessed with it. Um, and they actually have a, a, a Christmas special that is animated that I remember be, I remember being so excited for it. Um, but then I remember, I remember being really like let down by it. So I do want to review that one. I haven't rewatched it. But before this one, I did rewatch um, a different Christmas episode of The, Nine, of the Nanny. And um, that one's like a straightforward, like she doesn't, she doesn't get the um, bonus she's expecting, but she spent her money on the kids that she's watching. It's, it's weird and whatever. And she's like learning about Christmas for the first time um, because she's Jewish. And um, I don't know. I, I, it was fine. Not that good of an episode, but this episode, the Hanukkah story, I thought was much more entertaining um, and it had Ray Charles in it, which I did not expect. Right. I was like, wow, that person looks just like, I was like, are they trying to like, I thought at first they were just like trying to have someone who looked like Ray Charles or like that they, I, I was just like, why, why are they like having, I don't know. Why I was confused I at first too. And I, I like, also well, was like, what? Really Ray Charles. Cause like, you know, and then, then he does it, you know, play the piano at the end. So that was an interesting cameo. Yeah, it was. And I like that they really gave it time at the end for him to like play for like two or three minutes. Like I was like, okay. But um the show starts with the iconic oh actually it doesn't. It starts with a sketch with Ray Charles, right? And then the intro. Whatever. Um are you familiar with the theme song though? Oh, um I don't know like who it is, but I know the song. Okay. I just like yeah. love it. It's one of my favorite favorite Is songs of all time. Or- Oh, sure. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> do, 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 do. And the first night that we're going to spend it as a family. Max knows how important it is to me. Well, I'm off to Boston. <laughs> oh, I hope that wasn't Max. <laughs> She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing seas. What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her family. 
So over the bridge from Flushing to the Sheffield's door. She was there to sell makeup, but the father saw more. She had style, she had flair. She was there. That's how she became the nanny. That the girl we prescribed was just exactly what the doctor prescribed. Now the father finds her beguiling. Watch out, CC. And the kids are actually smiling. She's the lady in red when everybody else is wearing tan. The flashy girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Ow! <laughs> the flashing girl from Flushing. <laughs> yeah, um. Uh. I, I don't know. There's just like a, a certain charm to the show, especially, I mean, just because Fran Drescher is just so um, uh, magnetic, magnanimous, energetic, all of it. Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah, I mean, I always remembered her, like her character is totally unforgettable and, and relatable. Yeah. Different, relatable. There's always relatable aspects of her and her experience, like for different ways for different reasons that resonated. Um, and yeah, I'm, I mean, like we all, we all like can, I don't know, like she's just a normal, average, beautiful model. <laughs> the scratchy <laughs> voice. Totally normal. <laughs> just totally normal. Um, yeah, I think she's so gorgeous. And I love that like her and um, I think it's Yetta and her mother are all in like, this like cheetah print fantasy moment. Um, so I, I'm so glad that you wanted to do a Hanukkah episode because like, hey, you could have done anything you wanted, but I do, I am glad to have an actual, actual Jewish person talking about Hanukkah with me today, a real live expert. Um, because um, I want to know, like, do you have this kind of New York Jewish experience. I feel like this is like a certain. Thing. This is. I'm my grandmother is from New York. Yeah. Um, she was born and raised in Brooklyn. So, and my mother is from New Jersey. So yeah. there's definitely that New York, New Jersey. Like Fran is from has a you know supposedly from Queens and has a Queens accent. So it's yeah. like I don't have family from Queens. Okay, that um, makes sense. Yeah. But some, but there's still like some of that um, similar dialect. You know, it's a little it's a little closer to how it sounds there than it, how it sounds here in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, so yeah, there is like that familiarity, like talking with my grandma and my aunts and everything. And um, plus, I also just know a lot of Jewish people from New York too. From you know, every I feel like New York is so big that actually there is like striking diversity mm-hmm. amongst minority communities in this in of course. But um, yeah, but I, <laughs> I kind yeah. of rambled on there. Yeah, no, no, that's exactly why I wanted you here today to ramble on okay. some good issues. Um, no, it's not rambling at all. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think I think actually Pittsburgh does have like a really good, like, a representation of different types of uh, Jewish practitioners. Yeah. Um, actually, as far as like smaller towns go across the U.S. Um, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, with everything, TV wants to present things in a packageable, digestible, understandable way. So they are going to pick like one Jewish experience over the others, I feel like. And that would probably have to line up with that same like New York comedian Jewish experience that's already been laid out for us in TV. So they're not going to try to like introduce some 
some niche concepts in a one-off special. Um, uh, but did you see anything that was like, um, like way different than, or like, I don't know. Did you relate with any of the, well, I thought there really I, isn't that much to bite into in the Hanukkah section. Yeah, no, I think it was, it's like for this episode, as well as for even contemporary movies coming out, like literally like now, Yeah. Um, Chris, the, the episode, it's really a Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, arguably it's a mm-hmm. Christmas episode because Christmas, Christmas is the backdrop to um, the experience or the holiday. Like they're always, they're in front of the Christmas tree, mm-hmm. um, Christmas decorations up. Um, no one knows what, when Hanukkah is. No one knows when it starts. Um, no one's available for it. Um, imagine if like um, the father had gone on the trip on Christmas, right? Instead mm-hmm. of Hanukkah, it never would have happened. Um, so I guess you could, I mean, I guess you could say this is a Hanukkah episode, but it it's really this aside um, yeah. for what's actually happening in normative life people Mm -hmm. um you know so i do think that actually just resonates as a very jewish experience like okay it it, it's like (laughs) it's a it's a side thought it's a add-on i mean when it comes to at least like contemporary Mm -hmm. like culture like exchanges like within you know in a jewish home or in a jewish community it's not like that at all but like what, yeah just it being this like a side is mm-hmm. how it's typically like i mean even if you want to even look at consumerism because it's matching this media in a way at target the end cap of one of the aisles was the hanukkah end cap yeah and like how many aisles are wait there's an entire seasonal like <laughs> section oh. that's like all christmas so the like, only hanukkah stuff was one end cap yeah it was like an okay end cap. oh my gosh like the end of the aisle like an end of the aisle display so you know it just shows you it's like this little aside Mm -hmm. but also hanukkah isn't necessarily that important of a holiday for jewish people it It only is because we want it to be or something yeah it's like oh fun holiday okay it's a great great holiday but it's it's actually that important or like it's not super prioritized Mm -hmm. i mean i think all the holidays are important um yeah but it's not really like yeah, it's not really that big of a deal, I guess. <laughs> um, but it's e- it's just easy to have like a way to, I guess, have the inverse one one of few inverses to the dominant or something. Yeah, I mean, maybe the, you could totally correct me if what I'm gonna say is like flawed, which it probably is. But like, um, does it protect the religion a little bit that it's not a part of mainstream culture? Oh um i i guess like i don't i mean i don't really think there's a place so many answers sorry no you're fine i don't know just thinking because like christmas is boiled down and watered down to one definition and like say you know the same thing happens when whenever hollywood gets its hands on something so it's like as of now there really isn't like a hollywood definition of of it as much yeah i mean yeah exactly it's like there isn't really like a, a need for it to be consumed into this like thing like mm-hmm. it also doesn't need to be like a day off from school or work or whatever it doesn't hold the same space in our existence that christmas does um 
I don't think I answered your question. I, I feel like you don't I have, have to. I can go super deep with it. <laughs> Please do go. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. um, just for reference, the people who are listening today, it's about 24 people, about 95% of them live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Probably 20 of the 24 are familiar with you. And um, they're probably just like going to work or doing something chill so they're, they're ready to hear you talk and they're they're fine with it they don't hear it as rambling or anything <laughs> yeah i hope i want to hear someone cooking i mean <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay but no just your question made me think about just the structures of society and and by that i mean american the united states of america in particular mm-hmm. i think it's like easier to just focus on america where we live yeah and the way our constitution was written and the way that we like write structures, right? Like, even though we are technically a secular nation, we are one nation under God. Mm -hmm. And we have um, built principles based off of Christianity into every single thing that we do, including like testifying on a Bible. Right. And, you know, so forth. So, I mean, and God bless our troops. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Jewish people do have- That's a- the only soundbite I'm taking from this whole interview. <laughs> God bless Julie all. Said what? Um, so anyway, I think if, if you really want to go deep with it too, we can think about how the, the um, world we live in was built and how it wasn't necessarily built for Jewish people. Jewish people moved to the United States often to flee persecution elsewhere. Um, there were very few you know, early sort of Jewish settlers, um, although I believe there were some. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just a range of experiences there. Um, so yeah, a lot of Jewish people came in I don't know when like the biggest migration was, but I'm going to assume probably like the early 19, 1900s, right? Like 19, mm-hmm. like uh, the 20s. American Tale, Fievel, Little Jewish Mouse comes to the U.S. Have you seen that movie? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> it's a it's a Russian, a Jewish Russian family traveling yeah. to the U.S. It's a yeah. Steven Spielberg film, so it's very oh, like okay. dramatic and dark. But um, I yeah, I definitely want to watch too. that. Um, so. Yeah, but anyway, so that that uh, even thinking about like these origin stories, a lot of Jewish people immigrated through New York City, including, um, you know, a lot of my family mm-hmm. um, going through Ellis Island and you know growing up in the city. So, do you have? Um, do you know your? Is Malice the name that was like oh, corrupted? You asked that. Well, actually, there were. I don't know how Malice was. Okay. Well, so Malice. Yeah. Um, my grandfather changed. Uh, his last name from Mallet or from Malzoff to Mallet. Okay, I did know that because you had you used to use that name. UJ project name mm-hmm. is Malzoff, and I'm just taking my name back <laughs> because nice. I, was, I was named after my grandfather, so mm-hmm. I just want to use the same name. Now, was Malzoff modified at Ellis Island? Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's definitely like no way to spell properly the word, yeah. and I, I it's questionable like how that that a sound or a sound is pronounced is it you know mm. is it like malls off or was it mouths off does it even matter <laughs> yeah. 
anyway so i love i love watching stuff out in new york city it always resonates for different reasons um new 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 york new jersey philly love it and uh most of your family is in philly right yes and spread out spread out a little bit across the east coast okay um so you came to pittsburgh after school and Uh, you've been here since uh, yeah after i graduated high school i moved to pittsburgh and i've been here ever since so um so where did you go to uh university carnegie mellon oh yeah i don't know why i was um i don't know why i thought you went to the states the state college one. Oh, i i just had, it. i had friends who went there and okay yeah i recruited one of my best friends hannah <laughs> who who was living in state college she actually didn't go to school there either she just was working a job there okay yeah and um i recruited her to, to come move to pittsburgh where she has some family and um yeah so one of my other best friends live there and I, so yeah i think that must be why i just visited that's wonderful the um, megabus used to well no it still does i mean back when we used to travel the megabus has a direct route there it used to be really cheap we could get tickets for like anywhere between one and you know, fifteen dollars, maybe. $8. I know we're so lucky. I used to take the mega bus everywhere I used to take it to Chicago. Yeah. But now, now you can't really get around as much. Like all the lines are, are stunted. Yeah, it's when the mega buses first came out. I took them. I went on a mega bus trip with my friend Lori, who's from Long Island. Yeah. And we went to Long Island, um, on the mega bus. Nice. Um, I mean, we had to take obviously public transit when we got there, but um, and we had a whole adventure. We went to Washington D.C. That's so cool. We were like, let's just go as far as we can on the mega bus. It was yeah. when it, right when it first launched, so we our trip was probably like less than twenty dollars total. Oh yeah, that's for that's great. I remember bus. like at that same time there was like JetBlue. Oh, or something Jeff. like that, and they had like it's the cheapest flights too. We were lucky. Yeah. I remember when Southwest Airlines had $99 flights from from Philly to Pittsburgh, um, direct round trip, but then they, oh. they stopped, they cut it. I don't know, people must not have been using it. Yeah, I mean, that would make, that's, that would make work so much easier, but whatever. We don't need to be flying everywhere. That's not good. It's not good for my footprint. Um so can we take I, a quick break yeah we can take a break no problem i'm just gonna pee real quick okay yeah i will too i'll see you in, i'll see you in two minutes five minutes celebrate the holidays all year round with princess jafar's not another christmas song a six track ep available today on bandcamp featuring songs from rubber and many more including the hot track christmas is canceled podcast jingle get yours today hello hey princess welcome back thank you it's great to be back um uh everything went well Everything went well. My cat is truly amazing. I, hmm. you know, went to the bathroom and the and Blue just jumps up on 
the sink. And by the time I shut the door, I look up and there's Blue waiting for me to wash my hands. He <laughs> loves the sink. Yes. <laughs> well, beautiful. How many cats do you have? Two. They're um, not actually my cats, but they they are in the they are in the house. And I, you know, I I'm starting to think of Blue as my familiar. Um, beautiful cat, and we spend all day and night together. That's so sweet. I fell in love yeah. with a cat once. Yeah. Its name was Nookie. Okay. And the did person you do it all for your cat. I did it all for that cat. I didn't like it was my roommate's cat, and I was very against it when they got it. And Nookie ended up liking me the most and slept in my bed. Mm-hmm. And it never made me sick. And I was I'm allergic to cats. Oh. Um, and it was a cool cat. It was like outdoor indoor. Yeah. So it would just like look at you with like a dead squirrel in its mouth and you're like nookie what what and then later i'd be like ready for pets but one day it went missing and the owner never went to look for it oh wow yeah that's cats um i wanted to say one more thing about the episode and that's that about it what's that let's keep talking about it okay yeah let's go so i wanted to jump to the ending of it though Okay. Yeah. The episode is saved by a nun. <laughs> or something like what? She like basically converts to Christianity in the last scene. Well, not exactly. I mean, so basically for those listening, Fran is upset. She's worried that um is it her husband or is that just like, the I think it's yeah, they're married, yeah, at this point. Okay. Yeah. So that's her husband and her husband's kids, her kids. Um, and they, she was on the phone with him being like, please come home for Hanukkah. And they, she heard them end up getting into a car crash mm-hmm. um, or supposedly, and, and they lost connection and she was so concerned and um, they didn't know if they could find them. And they were all just, everyone was concerned. So she happens to run into a nun. I don't know why or how. Yeah. It's and, like at their front porch. Maybe the nun is collecting donations or something like okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's caroling. I'm not, I can't remember. And then right. she asked the nun for help. She said, Will you help me? And um, she's like, I'm Jewish, but you know, will you help me find them or pray or whatever? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Yes, I'll pray with you. And so Fran starts to pray very loudly, like, Oh God, please help me. <laughs> and yeah. um and then the, the nun cuts her off and is like, silent prayer, child. <laughs> like, keep it to yourself. Um, and so they pray together silently for a moment. And then literally there pops up the return of her husband and the kids. And they're safe and fine. And it is both a Hanukkah miracle. It's a, um, perhaps the nun brought them back. Um, the friend does thank the nun for saving them. Um, I think I have that right. So yeah it is funny yeah it's, it's an immediate reaction the, pr- the the prayer gets resolved in a seconds and she says something like do you have a direct line with them or something oh and she was like wow this is quicker than sprint yeah that's what it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate those jokes i think that's funny yeah oh i wanted to bring up did you mm-hmm. there was a part in the episode where like the butler's kid is like i dream one day i'm gonna be a baroness or a baron and a barrister yes like a lawyer barrister um and then the you know the kids are like the 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 child of the wealthy 
you know, born into generations and generations of wealth on probably through exploited labor mm-hmm. is laughing at this butler's child's dream of ever becoming a barrister and is like acting like that's not possible. And then, you know, later in the episode, there's a moment of, of realizing, I'm not sure if it's this episode or a different one, yeah. but like, that, that doesn't come true. Like the, um, oh, it's the um, the butler's dad, I think has, remembers his dream of his own when he was a kid and hoping to, um, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, to be a lawyer, to like, to like, to like yeah. break out of this cycle. Yeah, but basically what occurs is, is like, oh, of course you can't break out of generational poverty. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> like, it, it, it's like, no, it doesn't happen. Right. So it, it definitely, there are like these things with class that occurs in the show, but I think maybe it's more for like the laughs than it is for the analysis or anything like that. It's hard to say. Because it it's like sense. it's like not only who is writing this show, but it's like who is greenlighting the show and who's yeah. like allowing these things to happen, who's overseeing. Yeah. But um but Fran also comes from more of a working class background as well. Right. She gets kicked out of a hair salon. She was working at a hair salon before this gig. So Yeah, and then she was selling wedding dresses. Right. Um, but the father saw more. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and I don't know, it's just it's also another thing is that like Maxwell, the dad and Niles, the butler have like a similar thing to not to Niles and um, Frazier on Frazier um, that like they read as gay, like the dad on, on uh, the nanny, not only is he obsessed with Fran Drescher, which is like, ding, 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 you're probably gay, but two, he's a Broadway musical director. Like it's yeah. so gay, but not at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good point. That's that. I think that's a good read. It's very possible. Yeah. And not to say that he's not queer. He can still totally, you know, marry a friend, yeah, but with a lot of meaning to that word for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, I could talk to you for another two hours, but I yeah. think we're going to end it today. But um, can I, can I get a rundown of your like socials and places like maybe your website or something like yeah. that too? Yeah, so you can visit my website, www.juliemalice.com, spelled with two L's, I-S, mall is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am planning to update it further over the next 10 days. So check it. This will definitely come out by then. Um, I want to say that everyone, you're listening to a podcast and I'm talking to a visual artist. So like you need to take out the same phone that you're already using and look up Julie Malice Art on instagram uh that's two l's i s a r t do you have anything like on soundcloud youtube vimeo i I do um i have a you can connect to all of it from my website okay um but i do have when i do dj stuff i use the project name malls off yeah and you can um find me if you google malls off m-a-l-z-o-f um or it's linked for my website as well. Um, and my cash app is cash sign Julie Malice, J-U-L-I-E-M-A-L-L-I-S. My Venmo is also at Julie Malice and my PayPal is Julie Malice at gmail.com. I love so if it. If you want to give me a tip, it's customary 
to pay an amount of $18 in honor of Hanukkah. It's chai, it means prosperity and fortune. And um, if you want to be doubly prosperous, you can double it up and give me $36. Nice. I might send you something in return. Ooh. Okay. Well, Julie, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Next time you're on this podcast, you do not have to cover a Hanukkah episode. <laughs> but if you want to, there are maybe five left. So I will, I will say Princess offered me the chance to cover Christmas too, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Or any and holiday. Any holiday. Flag day. And I asked if I could cover Hanukkah. Which I'm so glad. And for those who can't see me, I'm wearing a shirt, a sweat a sweatshirt that says pass that shamash, <sighs> which is the candle which you use to light all the other candles. On yes. Hanukkah. It was a fundraiser for Jews for Racial and Economic Justice, which is a really awesome organization out of New York. And they put out a lot of really great resources. Um, so you can further your education. Before I let you go, yeah. didn't you just become like a director of an organization in Pittsburgh this year? Yes. In May, I believe of this past year, I became the city director of Repair the World Pittsburgh. It is a social service nonprofit. Um, based in Jewish values and it's really great we are a national organization I get to run our local branch and it's essentially pairing up volunteers with community-led initiatives that need capacity support and need other types of um, support so it's really great um, beneficial to the folks we work with we get to support some really amazing um, organizations and projects and initiatives and uh, we launched a brand new initiative recently to respond to the pandemic with people doing essential needs work like food distribution, supply distribution, um, and, and support, supporting um, things like that that are just deemed essential by some of our partner orgs. So yeah, it's really great and I'm grateful to be in that type of work. That's really cool. I love seeing you in that position. That's a really good organization. Um, I was lucky to work with them maybe like six years ago now. Okay. I've time flies and um uh yeah i love you two together so that's repair the world and that's julie malice and this is francis jafar and christmas is canceled and so is hanukkah (laughs) hanukkah's over it's too late to be canceled well thank you so much julie love you and i send send love to all your family and all your roommates and everyone thanks love you too And, and and right back at you um all right I'll see you online. Oh, Bye. Wait, what? You, will you stop the recording and then we can chat for a second? Yeah. Uh-huh. Off. Another Princess Jafar online production.